Welcome to the Film Students Review. I have a return guest today, um, Leanne, who did our first episode, Housebound. Hi, Leanne. Yeah, hi. Oh, nice to have first you First return yeah, guest. I know, I know. You should feel very special. I clearly special. like have more time than everyone else. <laughs> well, I do it every week, so what does that say about me? <laughs> but um, yeah, so we are going to be talking about I, Tanya today, a new movie yeah. by Stephen Rogers. Um so yeah, what what did you think about the film when you saw it? I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, oh yeah, so I guess I should say too that it's about Tanya Harding, the, yeah. the famed US figure skater in the late 80s, early-ish 90s, who had very kind of scandalous life, center in the public eye. Um, and it's funny, it's funny mentioning the film to other people in class because... Seems like she's kind of gone out of memory. I think there's definitely yeah. like a generational like shift. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Which is maybe like I think is the right time for a movie like this to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not kind of facing the same Right. Stigmas or yeah. just um actually, yeah, we can talk about that later in a New York Times article I read. But um Margot Robbie, who stars Tanya Harding, the figure skater, um, said that after she first read the script, she didn't realise it was a real story. I mean she's also from Australia, yeah. but yeah. But that she had, like, no idea that this was a factual, or, you know, debatably mm-hmm. factual account of a woman's life. Um, so, so you liked the scene? Or you liked the movie? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I liked it. I liked the story. I liked the character of Tanya a lot. I think, um, I think she seemed quite a genuine character. I liked the way that they told her story. They're, they weren't really kind of glossing over things. Mm-hmm. too much I think there's maybe elements of it but it seemed quite yeah. genuine and I think um it was quite like gentle on her as well mm-hmm. I think they could have made a movie which was really yeah like it could have gone either way where they kind of made her into a saint and then the other yeah. way where they made her into like the yeah. villain and um and that's what Stephen Rogers kind of mentioned as well in other accounts of making this movie it's that um, he, I think he said that he saw like one, you know, Entertainment Tonight story about her that just showed a lot more nuance, showed the fact that she was abused by her mom and her boyfriend, yeah. then husband, then ex-husband. And so there are a lot of mitigating factors is mm-hmm. kind of a quote from the New York Times that um, led her along this really like tragic path. Um, so some kind of fun facts about the film. So Stephen Rogers tracked the actual Tanya Harding now, whose name is now Tanya Price, and interviewed her for six hours. So this the film doesn't have actual um, uh, documentary or actual footage until the very end in the credits. Yeah. But it's all kind of interview-based. Um, and uh, so Sebastian Stan, who plays Jeff Galuli, Tanya Harding's yeah. boyfriend, husband, ex-husband, he, um, so the actor who portrays him spent a lot of time with the actual Jeff. Jeff Stone now mm-hmm. is his name. It's interesting that all their names They've are changed. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he spent, yeah, I guess one-on-one time with Jeff as a kind of like almost methody like yeah. approach to the role. 
Um, I think that must have been like quite difficult, it's especially weird, if you would yeah. have read the script beforehand. Yeah, you and and Sebastian Stan's American too. Yeah, older, so presumably he actually knew about this event. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tanya Harding apparently loved the movie, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's kind of now like a myth surrounding her different, her varied reactions yeah. to the film. Um, but she actually liked it, which is great yeah i think that shows about how much they're trying to give her more of a voice Mm -hmm. and honor her kind of memory rather than just like smear it all over again um allison janney won a golden globe for playing the mom lavana yeah lavana harding and she's amazing in it she's like like the mom is like something else yeah she's one of my favorite yeah she is probably my favorite character yeah in there i think she's fantastic uh-huh. um alice and Janney actually used to do figure skating and i don't know if she was oh, competitive I yeah i know i was reading cool. about that today and she busted her knee really badly and then um couldn't skate anymore wow. so yeah um and what else Mar- margot robbie who plays tanya trained for four months to do the figure skating but obviously she doesn't do the triple axel yeah but a lot of that skating is her like the more approachable skating is actually yeah. her skating um and the woman who trained her uh choreographed for um nancy kerrigan really? so really weird kind of yeah yeah because yeah, like strange. nancy she kind of gets just washed over a little bit i movie. know <laughs> yeah so nancy like, Kerrigan, yeah nancy kerrigan for those who don't know is this is kind of what the story centers on is the fact that um tanya harding was in, allegedly involved in a crime against Nancy Kerrigan when they were preparing for the 1994 Olympics? 94? Yeah, something like that. Um, and she got her knee bashed in by someone. And so it's all about whether or not Tanya Harding kind of played a role in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's really a lot about constructing truths and constructing kind of experiences, yeah. um, which is hard to do in a narrative form anyways, but I think the film does it in quite a good way. And Nancy Kerrigan has a minor role. So this woman yeah. who choreographed for Nancy Kerrigan choreo- like helped Margot oh. Robbie learn how to skate. So I just thought that was really yeah, weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Um, and then what... I guess it shows mm-hmm. how like small the world of like ice skating, like yeah. figure ice skating is in America. Yeah, definitely. And just really competitive, mm-hmm. too. So um, one of the themes that we wanted talk about today was like the ethics of telling this kind of story because it's not it's it's not really a biography in the traditional sense it it doesn't use actual footage yeah but it's based on i think how a documentary like a documentarian approach to constructing Uh a documentary film yeah what do you what do you think yeah i think i think doing the interviews like lets them like kind of build a foundation for that quite a lot because in mm-hmm. the film there's it's set up so that each of the kind of main characters so it's like tanya and her husband and her mom or mm-hmm. they'll be like separate interviews with them where they're facing the camera kind of telling their version of it mm-hmm. and they do what i like in the interviews is that they do kind of be like there's a lot with tanya and her husband where he's like she's gonna say this happened yeah. but that's not how it happened yeah. and she's like well jeff's gonna say that that's how it was and this wasn't how it yeah. was and I like that they kind of bring in that ambiguity to it. Yeah. What do you think about the fact that they kind of, I guess you'd call it breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. in a lot of the action sequences? Because I thought it was strange how they make sure to have the interview section. Yeah. And then they, they play out the story with, 
you know, like actually what's happening. But then as it happens in that kind of in the 80s mode, they talk yeah, to the camera. Because there's yeah. like moments where like Tonya and Jeff are like fighting and she mm-hmm. looks at the camera and she's like, this didn't actually happen. Yeah, you can see that in the trailer and too. And they do, yeah, they kind of, which I think, I think is a good technique like from the from the filmmakers because I think it does, with biography, it's, it's a tricky area because whatever happens, that film is going to be the official version of events, mm-hmm. like to a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. going to be the official word on it. So I yeah. think a lot of people are becoming more skeptical of things like that, but I like that they remind the audience of it. Yeah. And they use those little techniques to be like, this is a film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is a film. Yeah. And this, we're trying to tell the truth here, yeah. but it is this big complicated thing. Yeah, and I guess truth-telling is always inherently biased, so it, yeah. it kind of helps support that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they do. They mm-hmm. kind of invite the audience to make up their own mind. I yeah. think they are kind of biased towards, mm-hmm. ta- like, Tanya a lot. Yeah. But they do give those kind of moments where... If you want to, you know, you're, you are given other bits yeah. of information. Yeah, there was a New York Times article that came out in January. So, um, yeah, and it, it was really an interview that the right, like that the journalist did with Tonya Harding and asked her just about her past, but also her response to the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, and they make a point, the, the reporter, I can't remember their name right now, the reporter makes a point of how um, in the film, they have that note of Tanya writing down the times, like the yeah, yeah, the training times. So that's that's they a contentious. They do like slip yeah. in like the the facts, yeah. like the evidence almost. They yeah. do kind of like account for that. Yeah. So it, but not in a super kind of um, sensationalized way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of the fact that um, they decide they omit a lot of other really interesting but also very like sensational topics of her life yeah the one being specifically that i think on her wedding night she -hmm. released a sex tape with jeff galuli and they they don't there's no mention of that at all in the film while they do mention her brief career in Mm -hmm. women's uh boxing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i was surprised they kind of focused on that but Mm -hmm. um, but yeah i think i suppose it was probably just a way to create kind of sympathy for the character. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of ways. I think they are trying to redeem her a little bit, mm-hmm. like Tonya Harding. Mm-hmm. I think they are trying to say, well, no, she's not a terrible person. Yeah. Like, I think they are trying to redeem her. So I think maybe if they had put in those aspects. Yeah. Also, maybe she wouldn't have liked it so much if they'd put yeah. that in. And maybe. And they didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, rock the boat. Yeah, we don't know respect. what. We don't know what came out in the. Um, in the interviews in those six mm-hmm. hours. But I just, I guess also, but it's just interesting because she becomes, she's already been a media object yeah. for years. In, you know, the 90s, she's still talked about a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Obama, like, used her name as a verb oh, really? in his 2007, some kind of speech right before he was elected. I, I don't know the context, but that was in the New York <laughs> Times article, which I'll post because it's really interesting. But... But it's interesting because then doing making a sex tape places you as a sexual object yeah, as well. That's it's true. it's and and it's saying I know I am. I did they release it themselves or was did somebody I, else get? I know that. Well, they made it with their own consent. Yeah. So this is the '90s, so it's not like they have just, laptops that could be hacked yeah, into or something. That's true. They must have because you know they could just make it 
Yeah. They might have not meant it for distribution. I, I'm which almost, I think would be a totally different thing, but if they did release it intentionally. Yeah, yeah I'm almost 100% sure they did it intentionally, intentionally for money. I think they made like $250,000. Wow. Yeah, this, which I found on Wikipedia, so... <laughs> I'm not saying I'm like professional, I'm a Tanya Harding researcher, but it was on Wikipedia, so it has to be true. I mean, yeah, we always trust Wikipedia. Um, yeah, what... I mean, what else do you think about how they approach the topic of Tanya? Um, yeah, I do. I think I think I do. At the end of the film, I did feel sympathy. I was leaning towards her and her mm-hmm. version of events, mm-hmm. which makes me a bit dubious, I think, just because I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that was their intention. I feel like it was their intention mm-hmm. for you to kind of take sides with her almost. Mm-hmm. Just... But I, she might deserve that. Like she, yeah, the movie yeah. makes you feel like she maybe deserves yeah. that. Like she deserves, yeah, to just to have people look at her a different way. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think. agree. Again, what what the um the New York Times article mentioned at the bottom is just at the end of the day, she was a woman who was traumatized yeah. from birth, like just being beaten by her mom, and they underlined that a lot in the film. She mm-hmm. says. I was fine with Jeff beating me because my it's mom loved ever me. Knew, yeah. yeah, so hard topics for sure. Yeah, and it is a comedy in a lot of ways. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that they do bring in those kind of comedic aspects, especially yeah. I think like the most like straightforwardly like comedic characters are like her mom. Yeah, and her her husband's friend. I can't yeah, remember, I can't his, remember name, his name. Who's like her bodyguard. Yeah. Who was the one who eventually got like arrested for yeah. it, wasn't he? And kind of nuts too. Yeah. Like he's the most kind of outwardly comedic character. Yeah. Yeah. He's the just whole living way in his own it. world. Yeah. You can find interviews with him on YouTube. Yeah. And they're, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like just yeah. He just seems wacko. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about just kind of lighting and how they use Margot Robbie to portray Tanya mm-hmm. is I thought I thought they made a very intentional choice that wasn't actually about physically representing Tanya Harding in the most factual way possible. Yeah. One thing that um, really surprised me is just looking, there's so many close-ups of Margot Robbie's face mm-hmm. as Tanya and um, Margot has those huge eyes, yeah. just really kind of piercing features especially even when she has the braces it makes her mouth kind of protrude a bit more which like you know it i think her design is just great and her hair as well like the yeah like haircuts that she has yeah are just so like yeah which were all wigs and then they used like they soaked the beer and wig or the wigs in beer to get that kind of crunchy look that hairspray wasn't getting them naturally (laughs) yeah weird Found this all on IMDb. Um, uh, so, yeah. So the one thing that really struck me was, um, if you look at photos of Tanya Harding when she was in the 90s, her face is a lot softer, a lot yeah. kind of rounder. A lot kind of like younger looking, I think. Yeah, like all American kind of girl next door mm-hmm. kind of beauty. Whereas yeah. with Margot Robbie, they really do kind of use, like make her face emphasize that piercing quality yeah lot more. very kind of angular yeah very... yeah like high cheekbones um it is the most apparent we were talking about this earlier when she's mm-hmm. in her dressing room getting ready for the skating competition for the yeah Olympics. i think it's like the final one yeah yeah it's yeah, the last when, one like, like you skate see breaks and yeah. Stuff. yeah yeah and she's putting on this kind of like rouge and it just really heightens um 
the features in her face and she's also emotionally quite anguished at this point and yeah. you can just see it in her eyes and she looks like it's terrifying bird it's manic yeah like. yeah and just that um that's not from the photos that i've seen and i've watched some videos too of tanya harding skating mm-hmm. in the 90s and that i didn't get that same feel from her as yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think it was definitely like an intentional thing mm-hmm. that they did almost to like say well you made up your mind on her based on what you saw yeah like was mm-hmm. this what you were seeing yeah like is oh, this yeah. really hmm. what you saw because that's not what she actually was yeah I think I think also um there's a lot of tension about standing out and then blending in mm-hmm. and that that was the whole point too that she could skate Better, better than everybody, yeah. but she couldn't play by kind of the, the, the rules, rules and the conventions. Yeah. Also, because she was incredibly impoverished, like yeah. she just didn't. She, she didn't have the means. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just think also their use of lighting that is especially apparent when they're in skating rinks because the lighting is always very different yeah. in a rink than you know, when they're outside. Um, they use a lot of blue filters mm-hmm. we were talking about in, in yeah. class, whereas the outside are a lot more kind of those yellow, yellowy-hued yeah. photos. Um, but especially when she's in the rink, when she's getting ready in her dressing room, her face just has a lot more light on it, and it mm-hmm. just makes her so much more piercing. Yeah, they and, do kind of mm-hmm. emphasize the, like, dreamlike quality of yeah. the, the ice rink itself. Like, mm-hmm. it's a... It's not an entirely real space that she goes into yeah. when she skates. Yeah. And then each time she has to go back out into into this real world that, yeah. that is so cruel to her. Yeah, basically. yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, that's yeah. lighting, I definitely think I'd, I'd like to watch it again and mm-hmm. just really just only look pay at attention. Lighting. Yeah. yeah, because it's quite conventionally done, I find, in other ways. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not... They're not really using any Yeah, it's quite kind of like naturalistic and all the other yeah. kind of things. They use CGI, and you know when they're using CGI, but it's not too horribly done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They use slow-mo, which is pretty typical, but yeah. I appreciate it. Because when she first does <laughs> yeah. the triple axel, it just happens so quickly. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> they really go on about that triple axel. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> to begin with, I was like, I have no idea what that yeah. is. And then by the end of it, I was like, yeah, that was a really good triple axel. Yeah. Really, <laughs> That's really, amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm critiquing idea. every other, like, <laughs> movie that I see. I'm like, oh, like, yeah. tighter. Like, <laughs> As if I could do it. Yeah, we're like experts. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that you wanted to talk about was um, the use of songs, like songs that are used in the film, yeah. but also how artists um, benefit from writing songs about movies. Mm-hmm. So tell yeah. us a little bit more about like, that. Like, I thought the, the music in the film I thought was a bit much. Like, I mm-hmm. think um, they relied too much on using the music as a transition, and it's quite, like... Like, it's, I imagine it's meant to be kind of historically accurate music at the time. There's, like, a lot yeah. of, like, ZZ Top, like, yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Um, like, Devil Woman. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of, like, um, these kind of songs in it. But I think it gets to a point where it's too much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost, like, music video style. Like, yeah. montage kind yeah. of music. Yeah. And I think it maybe is. I think it probably was an intentional choice. But I got to the point where I was like, oh, another montage. Yeah. <laughs> another yeah. another music transition. Okay, right. Yeah. But one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this film is because we both love Sutton Stevens. Yeah. And he came out with this song called Tanya Harding. 
um, before the movie was actually released, before I knew there was even going to be a movie made. Yeah, I saw it. the song first. Yeah, and he writes this really beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, like four paragraph kind of, you know, article about the process of writing Tanya Harding. Yeah, because he'd been wanting yeah. to write the song for like a while. Yeah, he? and it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It's also almost as long as her routine where she does the triple axel for the first yeah. time, which is really cool. But in the New York Times article, um, Tanya Harding, now Tanya Price, mentioned how Sethian Stevens never came up to her to ask, ask. for her permission. Yeah. I'm not sure she actually got any royalties or anything from the fact that he's explicitly using her name and her story. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, she talks about how she wants to be referred as Tanya Price separate from Tanya Harding, mm-hmm. that she is not Tanya Harding anymore. So then yeah. it's kind of about like identity, the fact that she's been so much made up in the media, what becomes your property, what, yeah, exactly. what isn't, which is the same for... Like, Robin. even though she despises that part of herself, yeah. she still seems to want to own it. Yeah. Like, which she has the right to, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I just want to read the last paragraph from what Safian Stevens writes, because I think it's really beautiful, and now yeah, I'm a bit more is. disappointed in, in hearing that he didn't approach her with this yeah because he sounds so like empathetic towards her like yeah like he really does feel for her yeah so this i think you could probably find this article pretty easily i subscribe to his record label asthmatic kitty so when this song was released that's when i got this article where he Mm -hmm. explains it and so in the last paragraph he writes i admit early drafts of this song contained more than a few puns punchlines, and light-hearted jabs sex tapes and celebrity boxing make for an entertaining narrative arc but the more I edited and the more I meditated and the more I considered the wholeness of the person of Tanya Harding, I began to feel a conviction to write something with dignity and grace, to pull back the ridiculous tabloid fodder and take stock of the real story of this strange and magnificent American hero. At the end of the day, Tanya Harding was just an ordinary woman with extraordinary talent and a tireless work ethic who set out to do her very best. She did, more, she did that and more. I hope the same can be said of all of us. Like getting emotional. Yeah, like he really does. Like, like he wants yeah. to to yeah. bring some like good to this person yeah. and to redeem her almost. Mm-hmm. I'll share the song on the website because it's, it's just amazing. so it's good. Really good yeah, yeah, but it just it gets complicated when mm-hmm. when you're trying to like give someone rights to their own being, but then you also want to use them as kind of an example to learn yeah. from. I guess. Yeah. Complicated. So what are some of the other songs that you came across that use, that reference a figure in film? Yeah, because well? I was trying to think of, like, songs that are about films. And mm-hmm. then there's loads of, like, different songs that are about going to see films and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was thinking specifically of any songs that I knew that were about films. Because I'm quite interested in, in kind of... I mean, a lot of films, like, use music and they appropriate mm-hmm. music and sometimes give it a kind of new meaning mm-hmm. in a film. But it's interesting to see how that works the other way. Mm-hmm. So, like, how films inspire music. Yeah, but the only ones I could think of were, like, Matilda by Alt-J, which we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Which is about Natalie Portman's character in Leon. Yeah, which is such a great movie. Yeah, and I love that song, too. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize Yeah, I really like that connected. song, actually. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. And then the other one was, like, there's a a Scott Walker song called The Seventh Seal, which basically okay. just, like, is the entire movie. Like, he just mm-hmm. sums up the entire movie in the song because it's Scott Walker. It's all mm-hmm. very, like, epic and sounding. And I like that song, too. Yeah, that that would definitely be um, 
a new case of study for me to yeah i, I haven't really thought about the and there's a oh there's songs. a there's a fugazi song as well that's okay. about christopher walken mm-hmm. oh really yeah oh and then i guess um uh what's that song? riptide mentions michelle pfeiffer yeah so i guess i guess it's pretty common to have references like mm-hmm. that slipped in to, but to have a song wholly a whole song dedicated about, like, a film yeah. or something or uh, yeah and of course this song by second stevens comes before mm-hmm. tanya hard or i tanya is released but you know after it's already kind of been filmed yeah they have kind yeah. of become linked i think in a way yeah although the song isn't disappointingly in the film at no. all yeah i, I really think hoping. yeah like i was saying it's a totally different kind of style to what the film's yeah. going with which is very kind of like loud 80s yeah. yeah music which i think was maybe more like tonya harding's yeah. kind of music that she would listen to yeah it's it's the exact opposite it's just very mellow yeah. it's like solemn <laughs> Um, yeah, almost whispered to you about this like creature Tanya Harding. Yeah, but it's in. Because, and he did two yeah. versions of it as well. Did he? Yeah, oh, he does a remix version. He did one that was in. I don't know much about music, but he did one that was like. Let's see if I can find them. Like they're different tones. Okay. Oh, um, I'd have to listen to the second one. And they do like. Yeah, one in D major and one in... Oh, E flat? Yeah. Yeah, I saw... I did notice that they said E flat. And they are quite, like, different moods. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Because the other thing, even though um, the song really isn't the same genre as the I, Tanya Mm -hmm. movie, um, they've become very much linked. Even in the New York Times article, she mentioned, like, it comes up three times about how it's done with the same kind of sentiment as I, Tanya. And obviously they're released around the same time. I, after listening to the song, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to see this movie. Yeah, same. Like, so, I listened to the song first, and then I was like, well, I yeah. want to see what this movie is Yeah, about. so they've supported each other in really mm-hmm. weird ways, and I'm not sure, um, not sure what's going on behind, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, production doors, so. It does seem like a weird yeah, version of events. <laughs> <laughs> but I, both, yeah. both, uh, media products are great. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend them. Yeah. Um, what other movies would you recommend for people who've seen Itania? Well, we were or talking about The Bronze, yeah. which also has Sebastian Stan in it. Yeah. And it's about, like, Olympic. Well, it's gymnastics, mm-hmm. but it's about, like, the Olympics and stuff and kind of, like, um, like the idea of being a famous, like, sports person. Yeah. And then, well, what do you do after that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where does your life go after and that? A famous sports person who doesn't get the gold, but still yeah. has the expectation of her country. Like, because the shoulders. film's quite ridiculous. Yeah. Like, she walks around in like her Olympic clothes, yeah. like yeah. her Olympic uniform, all the time. Yeah, she's a brat for sure. Yeah. Masturbates to herself doing yeah. her routine. <laughs> yeah. It's really, yeah, really. I'm not sure I got through the movie, but it's funny. But it's. I, I Tonya like, better. I Tonya yeah, balances. Tonya has the a, yeah, definitely a better balance. <laughs> yeah. The bronze is more kind of like, it's more of an out and out comedy. Yeah, yeah. And you said Sebastian Stan is also in. He's also in the bronze. Yeah. So yeah. Sebastian Stan plays Jeff Galuli. Um, yeah. I don't. He has a mo- more minor role in the bronze, I think. Um, I mean, he's kind of like the lead male in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's not top billing, I guess, in IMDb, which I guess no, just shows that he's but he is that. There's not... The, the film's mainly about women and about, yeah. like, right. how they relate to each other. Yeah. So he, he's kind of the main male okay. role. Although I think, like, 
There's the dad the in dad, it too, yeah. so he's big. Yeah, um, another movie that I thought of was Blades of Glory. Yeah. <laughs> Again, these are more comedies, but I'd like to think of ones that maybe are a bit more dramatic too. Because um, I do think I'm trying to think of like sporting movies. I don't tend to watch. I mean, Rocky movie. would be. I've never seen Rocky. Yeah, I I have seen it, and of course I've they mention it in the film. So mm, I thought yeah. I thought that would be a good one. Yeah, as well. Okay. <laughs> well, any kind of final notes on I Tanya? Um. Yeah, just go and watch it. Like, yeah, go and watch it. It might open your eyes a little bit. Yeah, I think I'd be interested, like, to hear from somebody who didn't know anything about Tonya Harding. Yeah, like, literally zero. Yeah, because I'd like googled her before I saw the film. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from other people in our classes who aren't from the U.S. Yeah, who know nothing them. about Tonya Harding to yeah. just see what they kind of make of it. Yeah, how it stands mm-hmm. up is not so much as a biography, but just like a standalone film. Yeah, about somebody. Yeah, which obviously does because Margot Robbie still took the role before yeah, she true. knew. It was, I think she took the role before she knew it was like a bio kind of pick, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for returning. No Hopefully, problem. we have you again before. Like our years up like, here, which is they'll just run out of going. Yeah, Leanne, can you come out? Yeah, yeah. For, like, the first <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for asking me. Ah, oh, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you in class tomorrow for a presentation. Yeah, that's true. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> on crimson Peak. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Thanks. and until next time. Bye. Bye.